It's the Sports Talk Podcast with Ryan Furren giving you the hottest sports takes in town. You can reach Ryan through Facebook, email, and Twitter. Now it's time to start the show. Here's Ryan. Welcome back in here to the Sports Talk Podcast here on podbean.com as well as iTunes. Ryan Ferran back in here with you on this Friday, the 8th of March, the year 2013. Thanks so much for joining me here today. Uh, thanks for listening. It's been a while since our last podcast. I believe the last one was after the Super Bowl. It's been a while, been kind of busy, not enough time to really sit down and do a whole podcast. And also today really is not going to be a full show because I want to do a show. I'm on uh, spring break right now. I haven't done one in a while. I kind of feel bad that I haven't done one in a while. So I um, kind of debated on whether or not I want to do one today. And I said, you know what? I have the time. Might as well do one, but I don't really feel like doing an entire show. Um, usually, you know, I'll usually do a, a half hour whole extravaganza. I'm planning on not doing that today. I'm just planning on doing maybe a 15, 20 minute show. We're going to keep it a little bit shorter today. I just got two main things that I want to address here. Nothing really else interesting going on. Most of the stuff that was interesting, I covered in my last uh, live show last Friday. And, um, so just a couple things that happened recently that I want to get to. They both involve the Bruins and both involve hockey. So, if you uh, want to hear my takes on those, just stick around. You can also always hit me up on Twitter. Um, Twitter? No, Twitter. That is at SportsTalkRF. That's the official Twitter account for the show itself. But if you ever want to hit me up personally on Twitter, that is at Ryan underscore Ferran12. Usually do live shows on Fridays on Newberry College Radio. But since I am not on Newberry College Radio today since... First of all, it's snowing like crazy outside, which let's just get let's just get this out of the way. Who who even wants snow anymore? This is like crap. This is terrible. I'm so done with the snow. So even if we did even if school was still in session this week, wouldn't be able to get in anyways cuz it'd be obvious that school would be canceled. So can't do a live show today cuz I'm on spring break anyways. Um but next week definitely we'll be back with one, but just this week can't uh, do the live show where we usually are. Those are always usually on Newberry College Radio. So uh, anytime, even if I'm not on, always check that out. And so let's just get right into it today on this Friday, this snowy Friday. Uh, the the two things I wanted to address both came out of the Bruins Canadians game on Sunday night. It was a you know a pretty entertaining game. Bruins ended up losing in the end. Uh, final score was, I believe, four to three. They had the lead for most of the most of the game, and they just let it slip away. So let's talk about two of the key factors. I'll bring up this one first, and it was flopping from the Montreal Canadiens. Now, I really just want to address the flopping because ever since I've been doing the Sports Talk podcast or you know the YouTube crap or whatever, I've never addressed flopping, and I've never addressed what I feel about the Montreal Canadiens, and so I'll take today to do it. I know that the game was on Sunday, and the Bruins have sort of moved on. They played a couple games after that. And so a lot of people are probably just like, oh, well, you know, move on. But, you know, I haven't gotten my chance to uh, talk about it yet, so I'll just do it right now. I honestly hate 
flopping in hockey. It's the one thing that I hate about hockey. It's the one thing, besides the NHL and the shootout, it's the, it's the number one thing. I hate it so much because it's just so, oh man, it's just like, it just takes fun out of the game. It just takes that competitive edge out of the game. When you got somebody that's playing for the whistle, they're not playing to win, but they're playing, you know, they're out there trying to get the calls. And it's just like, I don't understand how you could play like that. It just doesn't, it's never made sense to me how you could sit there and just go out for the calls every single time. Every single time you get hit, you know, on the ice or you get hit into the boards, you're immediately going down the ice for a call. It just, it, it just makes it look so embarrassing. It just makes it, you know, so it just devalues the game, which I think is the best game, you know, in all sports. I think it's the best game on the planet. I've said that many times and I still think it is. And one of the reasons why is we'll get to later in the show. It also came out of that game. But anyways, let's stick, let's stick to the uh, flopping. It, it ruins the game. When it happens, it ruins the game. Now, I'm not saying that the Bruins don't embellish. They do. Every team does. And if anybody said, well, my team doesn't do it, they're lying. Because every team does it. And I'm sure every player in the NHL has done it, you know, a few times in their career. Now, I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying that the Bruins don't embellish. They've done it before. Marshawn did it a couple times last year. Uh, Sagan did it. Uh, I believe against the, I think he did it last night, if I'm not mistaken, against Montreal, uh, not Montreal, Toronto. Um, so it happens. Chara's done it. I mean, you know, people do it. I mean, it happens, but they don't do it on the grand stage or the grand scale that Montreal does it because Montreal honestly is the worst, you know, think of any sort of, you know, bad terms to describe, you know, disgusting, vile terrible crappy they're you know everything about them I hate their fans their media their coaches players I just don't like that at all I hate that and besides probably the Vancouver Canucks the Montreal Canadiens are really the only team in sports that I could say that I legitimately hate I pretty much have a mutual respect for all the other teams now are there other teams that you know can I get aggravated by for one reason or or another sure and and I know that I don't share this opinion with a lot of people here in Boston I don't hate the New York teams. I really don't. A lot of people hate, like, they hate the Giants. It's like, why do you hate them? Because they beat you twice in the Super Bowl, and so that's why you hate Eli Manning. I have, I've, you know, out of the people that I know, I've had the, you know, the guts to come out and say that I thought Eli Manning was a good quarterback. Nobody else did that. Everyone just got on the train of, oh, Eli Manning got lucky. He's not a good quarterback. I came out and I said he's probably the best clutch quarterback in this league. Now, obviously, you know, I did that. Nobody else wanted to do that. Obviously, my opinion has doesn't hold as much weight after they won 8-8 eight and eight, had a terrible season, the Giants, with Eli Manning. But still, two minutes left. You want a quarterback that's going to go up there? I'm taking Eli Manning because he's proven that he can do it. Then you'll get those people that will say, well, you know, it's all lucky. You know, I was the person that came out and said, you know what? Eli Manning is the guy now. As far as clutch quarterbacks, it's Eli Manning. It's not Peyton anymore. It's not Tom Brady. As much as I love Tom Brady, and we all do here in New England, what has he done over the past few years to prove that, you know, he is better than Eli in the clutch? He hasn't. Haven't won a Super Bowl in eight years. You lost in 46. You lost in 47. You lost in the AFC Championship game this past season. What has he done to prove that he's better than Eli in that slot? Anyways, that's a different argument for a different day. I'm just saying that, I don't like to hate on other teams. Usually, I don't. I have a mutual respect, especially like I was going to say about the New York teams. You know, they're a lot like us because they have a love and, you know, a passion for what they're human. You know, I, I regard them as human. 
like I said, if I wasn't born in Boston, I would have wanted to have been born in New York. Like, and then I, I say that and everyone goes, oh, my, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You want to be born? Now, I'm not saying that I, no, I love Boston. I'm glad that I was born here. I love the teams. But if someone said, okay, you couldn't be born in Boston, any other city, any other place in the country, where would you want to be born? It's got to be New York, man. I mean, am I going to want to go to Kansas City and waste 20 years of my life watching the Royals and the Chiefs, you know, not win a damn thing? No, I want I want to be in New York. You know, I res- because you know, I you know, they have a great love for their teams and I respect them. I respect New York. I have a mutual respect for them. I do not respect Montreal and their fan base. They're not human. They're something else. <laughs> Montreal fans are something else. They're not they're not like us. And I do not respect them at all. And that's sort of what I was getting at with the whole, you know, I don't really hate any other teams because I have a mutual respect. I hate Montreal. To wrap this thing up, I hate Montreal because I do not have a respect for them at all, whatsoever. And one of the major reasons is the, the weaselly, slimy way that they play hockey. You get hit, even if it's just a little tap, go down the ice hard. Make it seem like you got injured. Make it seem like it was a penalty. Flop as hard as you can to get the calls. And that philosophy it, it ruins the game of hockey for everybody. And I seriously think it's a philosophy up there in Canada. I think that in the ponds and, you know, the Little League, or it's Pee Wee or whatever it's called, I didn't play hockey as a kid. I think that the philosophy is, in here in North America, in the U.S., the philosophy is, if somebody knocks you down, if you get hit, you get back up, and you go over, and you hit them. And if it calls for it, you know, when you're old enough, you drop the gloves. But I think the philosophy, when they teach kids in Canada, it's if you get hit, go to the ice to draw a call. And I seriously think that's what it is. I think it's just learned over time. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's what it is. So it's just that whole mentality, and it just ruins it. It ruins it for for everybody. And, you know, go back, and, you know, the reason why, you know, discussing flopping on this game was because there were a lot of flops. P.K. Subban, a couple of big flops. Max Pacioretty, which is another guy that I hate on that team because he boards players. He has boarded other players. If you want to go watch something, go go on YouTube. Max Pacioretty on Mark Eaton from, I believe it was December 2010. You know, could have ended the guy's life, let alone his hockey career. Boarded him. Head first. And then he gets just a little tap from whoever it was in the game the other night. And he goes down hard, crying like he just got shot. Seriously. And another guy that used to do all the time for Montreal was Roman Hamerlick. You ask me. <laughs> you ask me. Every time I hear Roman Hamerlick's name, I cringe because I hate Roman Hamerlick. He's like one of the, you know, when you're a fan of, you know, sports, you have your certain guys from different teams that you just don't like. And everybody has their own guy that they just don't like. You know, you're with a group of friends or whatever, and then someone comes up and just like, I hate him. You know, like, maybe not necessarily everybody does, but just for some reason, you do. And that's me with Roman Hamlet. I just can't stand him. Whatever team he's on, he was on Washington last year. I don't even know what the hell team he's on now. He goes from team to team because he can't hold a spot on the ice. Every time his name comes up, I hate him. And he used to do this a ton when he was in Montreal, diving. Go back and watch one of the highlights from the playoffs in 2011. He did that all the time. And a, a number of the players... All of them, what am I saying, a number, all of them on Montreal do it. They go down on the ice. P.K. Subban, one of the worst defenders of this. One of the, you know, when you say diving in the NHL, P.K. Subban comes comes to mind. That's the image that comes to your head. It's P.K. Subban. 
And he did it, you know, a ton of times in that game. You know, Sean Thorne, good check from behind, clean, legal check from behind into the boards, and he goes down as hard as he possibly can. And he's flailing around, flopping, you know, trying to get the call. And it's just embarrassing. And they do it. And they know what they're doing. That You know, Montreal knows what they're doing. It doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who's who's in there, the players. It, it, it always happens. They do it to draw the calls. And it's not a surprise to see that they're the first in the league and draw penalties. But, I mean... Let's just, like, look at, you know, and, and the, like I was saying at the top, you know, the argument's going to come up. Well, you know, the Bruins do it, too. I'm aware of that. But it's not like they go out every single night, and Montreal does this. Vancouver was doing it, too, but it's Montreal. Montreal is it, and it's known around the league. Everybody hates Montreal. It's not just us in Boston, okay? Just because, you know, it's Boston and Montreal, we have these blood bats with them, and it's, you know, the best rivalry in sports, doesn't mean that Montreal, doesn't mean that it's just Bruins hating on Montreal. That's not what it is. Every team realizes it. I remember a clip from the 24-7 a couple of years ago going into the Winter Classic, and it was Mike, it was Peter LaViolette, it would have been last year, it was Peter LaViolette of the Flyers. They were in a game against Montreal, and no penalty was called, Against Montreal, Montreal, of course, was flopping all over the ice, and Peter Laviolette just goes, you know, that's Montreal typical, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows that that's what you're in for against Montreal. You know, a stupid, weaselly, slimy game from Montreal to get the call and to to go up shorthanded, because that's the only way they could do it. Boston, what do you, you know, any way you want to slice it up, they are the number one team five on five. You cannot beat this Bruins team 5-on-5. Five five. You just can't do it. So what does Montreal do? Because they're not tough enough. They honestly have no toughness. You know, tried to bring in Hal Gill a couple of years ago. That How much that worked out. No toughness. So they know that there's no way that they're going to out-tough or, you know, be physical with the Bruins. So they go down the ice and they draw penalties. When they're 5-on-4, yeah, they can beat the Bruins. And they can beat most teams doing that too. Because they actually have, you know, the talent is there. I'm not saying that they're not talented, but the ways that they resort to winning these games, you know, it just makes your stomach turn. It just makes you, you know, want to question, you know, why doesn't hockey, why doesn't the NHL do something about it? Instigator, uh, not instigator, embellishment penalties. There's a way to fix it, and there's a way, because if you start penalizing it, realizing, and then, you know, it's hard for the officials to see Speed of the game, what's, you know, I mean, we have the luxury of replay watching it on TV, but what's, you know, it's hard for them to see sometimes what was actually a call, what isn't a call, so sometimes it can be tough, I understand that, but if it's a clear, like a PK Subban whips his head back, Max Bretcheretti whips his head back, if it's clearly, like, really bad, and, you know, I don't know why I keep going to instigator penalty, embellishment, uh, two-minute minor, your second offense Game misconduct, you're out of the game. And then the third offense is a suspension. And then that would really solve it. It really would. You know, first offense, game misconduct. I mean, first, yeah, first offense, a game misconduct. No, first offense, just a two-minute minor. Second offense during the season, a misconduct penalty. You're thrown out in the game. And the final the final straw would be suspension. And then every time other, you do it, you know, maybe you start with a five-game suspension or a two-game suspension. Then you go to a five and a ten and then whatever. That's how you're going to fix it. That's how you'll do it. You know, it's you're crazy. And I'm actually just watching the video of it right now as we speak. Claude Julian actually said that the embellishment embarrasses our game. It does. Direct quote from Julian. It does, emba- it does embarrass the game. Clearly. 
and the the Canadians have been doing it for a long time, and it's you know they're not going to stop because like I you know like I said you know it's got to be it's got to be that mentality. I just think that that's the way it is. It's just the mentality, you know. When you learn hockey up there, go down the ice, and that's it. You know, don't 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 fight for it. But anyways, so they got to do something about it. And just I just thought, you know, my first chance to really express my opinion on the flopping in the Canadians as a team. Uh, so we did that uh, for you guys right there. All right. So coming up next, we're gonna also discuss something else that happened in that game. That got a lot of people fired up, and it got me fired up, and I was glad to see it. We'll talk about that next on Sports Talk. Coming out for playing four years in the Western Hockey League with Vancouver. Centering pass, redirected right on Budai, and he made the save. Oh, and Tyler Sagan got hurt, too, right in front of the Boston bench as that play was happening. Oh, big Chara on the corner. Chara, and Emil, I believe that is. Yeah, it is. And with the big boys involved, you can hear these fans going crazy here. There was a lot going on. Tyler Sagan got hurt right in front of the Boston bench. There was almost a goal scored by Marshawn. And then the play ends with these two guys going at it. Emelin's got to be thinking, yeah, he is big. Back in here on Sports Talk, here on Podbean.com uh, on this Friday afternoon. Getting back into the show here, talking about the game on Sunday night. Uh, the Bruins and Canadians going to go into a little bit more in depth here with a play that happened, I believe it was either the end of the second or end of the third period. It was Alexi Emelin went over to, in center ice, in the neutral zone, and... Um, all of the uh, audio comes from uh, NBC. And Emelin took a cheap shot on Tyler Sagan right to the ribs. Uh, cross check. Ended up bringing a stick right to the ribs. And what Chara ends up doing is Chara sees it and then steps up. And he chases after him. <laughs> I remember seeing it the first time. I was like, holy crap. He planted him to the ice. He is like, no, no, nothing. Like, no regard. Just went over there and just... Put him on the ice. It was great. And then watching it right here, it's just the shots come firing shots at him. And it was great. It was great hockey. Unfortunately, Bruins lost Char for 17 minutes because he got a two-minute minor and then he got a couple of uh, five minutes. You got a, a five-minute major for fighting. You got another five-minute as well. And a lot of people were saying Char shouldn't have done that. It was too long for him to be gone. And he shouldn't have done it. But what my thing is, is that sometimes in hockey, and this is why I love hockey. It is why I love hockey over any other sport. Sometimes people will do things that you got to teach them a lesson for it. You got to, you got to make people answer for stuff. When someone throws a cheap shot, you got to make somebody answer for it. If someone throws a cheap shot in the NBA, you can't really do anything about it. You can start a fight, but... You know, you'll get fined, you'll get suspended, you know, it's it's not going to happen. NFL, same sort of thing. Baseball, you know that. So, the reason why I love hockey is that you can make people answer for what they do. 
if someone throws a cheap shot at the ribs to your star player, you can go over there and make them pay for it. And that's why I love hockey, and that's exactly what Chara did. Star player, cheap shot, Chara went right over and just started to knock the crap out of him. And I thought it was great. I, I was pounding him, and I thought it was just great. You know, send the message to Montreal. You don't do that to our guys. And I think that's one of the reasons why, And it, you know, it's one of the reasons why I love hockey. It makes it a great sport. You can make people answer for that sort of stuff, which is, you know, which you can't do in other sports. And I, that's why I love the NHL. It's, you can send that message, don't mess with my guys. And I think that that's great. So, and that's exactly what Chara did. Now, the downside, obviously, is that he was lost for 17 minutes. So, people are going to complain and say, well, you know, they lost the game because of Chara. It's probably, you know, they're probably right. You know, they probably lost the game because of Char being out there for so, for so, being out for so long. That's probably a reason why they lost the game, because they had the lead and then they gave it up. Probably a huge reason why. But sometimes you just got to say, you know what, it doesn't matter. You know, the Bruins will get it back, even though it's a short season. The Bruins will get that one back. You know, they'll get it back. You know, whether it's the, you know, they still play them two more times, they'll get it back. For Bruins fans, for everybody else, don't worry about it. And there, there are times in a season where you just got to do something like that. You have to step up. You have to stand up and be, you know, the captain. And you got to be the man. And sometimes you got to do that. Now, am I saying that Charles should go out there every night and fight? Of course not. Because, you know, he'll, you know, risks for injury. Of course, you know, you're losing him for all that penalty minutes. You shouldn't do it all the time. But there are times when it's called for. And when it's called for, you better step up. And that's exactly what Chara did. So I applaud him for doing it. Because if he hadn't done it, it would have been real questions for, you know, what is this guy doing? Because Chara had a slow start to the season. We all remember the Buffalo game when John Scott went after the big man from Buffalo. He went right after Sean Thorne. Sean Thorne got his lunch handed to him. And Chara didn't do anything about it. And that pissed a lot of people off. And they said, well, what isn't, why isn't the captain going to go over and get, get Scott? And I didn't make my opinion, you know, hurt on that one. But, you know, I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. But a lot of people were mad that he didn't go over. And send a message to Scott and the rest of the Buffalo team. It didn't really bother me that much. It would have bothered me on Sunday if he didn't do something. If he if he hadn't stepped up in that situation. But he did. And I'm glad that he did it. And I applaud that he did it. And like I just said, it's one of the reasons why I love the NHL. And why I love hockey. And so that's going to... Do it on the show today, kind of a little short show, Um, but thanks for joining me here today on podbean.com, thanks for joining us here on the podcast, and we're going to get out of here for today, still snowing at the time of this recording, (laughs) hopefully it stops and hopefully, you know, better weather will come soon. Uh, As far as the podcast coming up, I'm I'm not exactly sure when I'll do another podcast because I am going back to school next week. And so I don't know if I'll be able to find the time. However, I will be live. You know, so if you're missing the podcast and you're saying, oh, he hasn't been updating podcasts, I've been doing live shows every Friday. So um, join me for those live shows. You can listen at radio.newbury.edu. Tune in radio app. It's a great app for your smartphone. I suggest downloading it, even if you don't feel like listening to Newbury College Radio. Over, you know, I think whatever it was, thousands and thousands, I can't remember the exact number, but thousands and thousands of internet radio stations. You'll find one. You'll find a few that you like. I love it. I use it all the time. And so I I highly suggest that you download the TuneIn Radio app. And you can also listen to us on iTunes under the radio tab. And then you'll go to colleges and universities. And we're under the ENDS, Newbury College Radio. So three ways you can get 
Um, three ways you can listen to the show, and that is every single Friday, live, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Newbury College Radio. I also have a big announcement coming up next Friday on Newbury College Radio. I am announcing something pretty cool that's going to be coming up um, in, in the next few weeks for live radio show, but that's going to be coming up next Friday, so make sure that you tune in and listen to that. And you, as always, you can keep in touch with me while I'm not doing shows on Twitter at Ryan underscore Ferran 12. Also follow this show's Twitter at Sports Talk RF. But that's going to do it for now. Everybody have a great weekend and a, a good week next week. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.